Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded, so if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean I'm not going to read it because it's already happened, it's in the past, it's pre-recorded, and no one's going to see it anyway, but here's the worst bit, you might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of everybody's time, and so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5pm UK time, on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C, Feldman. I will shortly leave the job that it has been the honour of my life to hold. The second female Prime Minister, but certainly not the last. I do so with no ill will, but with enormous and enduring gratitude to have had the opportunity to serve the country I love. Eat lactose! It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Leeds, Alec Feldman. Mine right now as well. This is the radio. And I'm Alec Feldman. Remember me? It's been a while. How is it going? I'm back on this week. I'm live. Hello, hello, hello. And Alec. Just to fill you in. Alec, yeah. can you hear me? I just need to um restart my sound desk a second because something's happened and your voice is very deep is you that sound not like just my voice no you sound like one of the women off of the chase so the governess you sound like the governess yes <laughs> <laughs> so oh, give brilliant. me a second okay 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 sorry about this this is um this is having a new an entirely new system it what it does to you we're nearly there alec we are nearly fully recovered do i still sound like the governess from the chase i'm very no, confused you don't you sound much better Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A, Sorry? a bit better. There, there's some things that the sound desk can't do. Oh, it's so funny. Yes. Isn't it? Isn't it good to be back? Yeah. Sorry to disappoint everyone that I haven't become the governess from the chase in the last couple of weeks. I'm I'm still my usual self. Anyway, hello. How's it going? We have a new sound desk, apparently, which I've been hearing about during the first two songs and how much trouble it's been giving producer James. Now I have, I've been on the wrong end of that sound desk, but nobody really cares about a sound desk. So what's been happening then since, since we last spoke a couple of weeks ago? Not much. Turned 20. I worked at a fashion show, taking photos of models. Yeah, that was, that was a thing that happened. That was weird. And I, I was actually allowed to be there. It wasn't just me, like, standing outside of the bushes with a long lens. I was paid to do that. That was a weird job. And 
I'm currently in the midst of the absolute misery of exams, so that's fun. Um, loving life right now. How are you? I hope you're alright. Coming up before five o'clock on the show today, we've got some stupid motivational quotes. I could really do with that right now. I have been proven right about something. I want to talk about piercings. I want to talk about getting your priorities straight. And I have a tale of an Airbnb mare. Or, are you ready for this? A mare B&B. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm back with a bang. It's quite a pun-heavy show today because we've got, we've got mare B&B. We also have a brand new quiz. It's probably the kind of quiz that I'll do once and never repeat. Brand new quiz at 10 past four called Kim jong Rongen or Kim jong Righton. Oh, I spoil you. I really do. That's coming up. And a six-second guide and connect four and some songs as well taylor swift is next before five uh, four o'clock i've got medusa i've got lewis capaldi i've got new five sauce and i've got bts as well how does that sound does that sound like a good plan i think it does before all that happens let's do this week i learned this week i learned three lessons from my life that i will share with you so you don't have to learn them lesson number one this week I learned the art of getting an email reply. I've perfected it, finally. I complain quite a lot about how I email people and they just ignore me, which maybe I should take the hint, but I've finally perfected the art. I emailed someone I've never emailed before, basically just to annoy them and ask them for something. And the subject of the email was, blah, 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 the thing you do is great, exclamation mark. Then, the main body of the email was just me, totally kissing ass, being like, Oh, you're so great, I love it, oh, it's brilliant, yeah, well done. And then right at the end of the email, I was just like, By the way, can I, uh, can I maybe, uh, do a thing with you? Right, and I sent that off. Got a reply in under five minutes. Under five minutes saying, Yes, of course you can, great, thanks so much. So, there it is, the art. If you want to get an email reply from someone and you're asking them for something, you have to hide the asking in loads and loads of very heavy praise. And then they will reply to you almost instantaneously and give you whatever you want. That is what we've learned. So use that one wisely. It's a very clever trick that only people who listen to this show get to know. So you are welcome. That was the first thing I've learned this week. The second thing I've learned this week, a baby that was born this week is 20 years younger than me. Now, that that seems like quite an obvious thing to say, but it only really hit me because there is there's very excitingly a, a new baby in my family. Hooray, happy days. He's got the whole world in his hands and all that jazz. And I was like, eh, wow, um, I wonder when I'll get to meet him. I hope it's not like, won't get to meet him until I'm 18. And no, until he's 18. It doesn't really matter. But then I was like, hang on a minute. I'm just going to be to this baby his really, really old cousin. And I was like, oh my God, I'm 20 years older than this baby. Me to that baby is the same as a 40 year old to me. What, what's what going on? How has this happened? That's weird, I don't like it. It's, it's kind of mad, but kind of cool. So, you know, congrats to said family member who has a new baby, but also, oh my God, the baby's just gonna think I'm really old and not cool. Ah. Anyway, that was the second lesson of the week. Lesson number three. This week I've learned. This is a this is a cool fact. Pringles are biscuits. I'll give you that one again. Pringles are biscuits. You know the crisps, the curvy kind of crisps you get in a tube. Yeah, they're actually biscuits. This wasn't something I was 
ever aware of or had even considered. You've heard the old, um, ooh, Jaffa cake, is it a cake or is it a biscuit <laughs> debate? But who cares about that? That's boring. This one's much more interesting. And it's never something that's occurred to me until I saw it on someone's Instagram story yesterday. They put a survey up and they were like, are Pringles crisps or biscuits? And I was like, why are they even asking this question? This isn't a question. It's so obvious that Pringles are crisps that wh- why is this thing? Where has this come from? So I was so interested in why this was a topic being discussed. I googled, are Pringles biscuits? And I found something very interesting. The UK High Court has ruled that Pringles are biscuits and not crisps because they haven't got enough potato in them. Therefore, they are technically biscuits and exempt from VAT. So that is a useful fact that you can tell people and be like, oh, <laughs> did you know that Pringles, they're, they're actually biscuits? And impress people with your cool knowledge of potato-based snacks. Although, technically, as we've learned in the High Court, Pringles are not potato-based. They just contain potato. So I think that's a solid lot of three lessons for you this week. This week I've learned the art of getting the email reply. I've learned that I'm 20 years older than a baby that was born this week. And I've learned that Pringles, they're not crisps, they're biscuits. I think we can continue now. This is Taylor Swift and me. I promise that you'll never find another like me. Taylor Swift and Brendan Yuri, that was me. It's Wizard Radio with me, Alec Feldman. Ha. Um, how's it going? Halsey's playing next. I booked a holiday this week for the summer, which is quite exciting. I booked, right, my first, sort pretty much my first, like, independent holiday i had very little to do with the actual booking process i sort of left my friend to do it she's like yeah you sort that i'll yeah just tell me what it what it costs and that's that i'll transfer you all good and i'm going to to krakow in poland which is not really the first place you'd think about when you want to go on holiday somewhere cool i can tell you why i'm going there it's because it's dirt cheap it's really cheap and i'm saying airbnb and i'm not slightly worried because i saw a story about someone that had an Airbnb mare, or as we said before, a mare B&B. And now, I, now I'm a bit concerned because they booked their Airbnb and it looked, it looked great on the website. They booked somewhere that was, it was a clean room with a private bathroom. They paid a hundred pounds for a night there, by the way, in Amsterdam, which to me sounds like quite a lot. That is coughing up a lot of money for something all you've got to go by is that it's clean well yeah you'd hope and it has a private bathroom wow such luxury and that's that's 100 quid a night in Krakow it would be like a fifth of that just saying but okay fair enough I'm guessing there must have been pictures that proved that it was clean and did have a private bathroom but then then they got there in the taxi and they drove past and they're like where is it and they drove past again they're like I can't see it and they're over the third time, and they're like, hang on a minute. Do you think it's it's that? And the thing they were looking at was a massive box, basically. A metal box with a couple of windows, aka a shipping container. And that's that was their Airbnb. <laughs> There's a photo of the inside. It looks I mean, it looks interesting. It's got plugs, it's got lights, it has got a couple of windows. No beds as such, just some mattresses on the floor. But apparently that's worth £100 a night. And now I'm slightly worried. What if my Airbnb also turns out to be a shipping container? Or, I don't know, a cardboard box, a tent? Imagine someone hiring out a tent 
with a private toilet and the private toilet's just a bush behind it. I, I don't know what to do. I mean, there's nothing I really can do other than show up and find out. I, I quite like the the cleverness of that, really. That you'd buy a shipping container and be like, yep, people can stay here in my lovely metal shed, which is basically what it is. It did have a private toilet. And there's nothing really here to suggest that it was unclean. So it was as described. You got your clean room with a private bathroom. But I don't know. What a madness. So I hope that doesn't happen to me. I'd be quite annoyed if it did. Although, if that was in London, that would go for like 100 grand as a house. No question about it. Okay, Halsey's on now. This is Nightmare. It's Wizard Radio with Alec. How you doing? That was Halsey and Nightmare and Medusa and Lewis Capaldi are coming up. It was my birthday a couple of weeks ago. Yay. How exciting for me. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun. And I dragged my house for my birthday to go sit on a hill for an afternoon. That was my, like, birthday demand. You know how when it's someone's birthday, if they're like, come on, let's do this. You can't just say no, just like it's their birthday. You've got to do exactly what they say. So I forced them out. Two of them were a bit worse for wear. They're like, do we have to? But I forced them up there. Um, they drove the hill. It was it was kind of maybe like 30 minutes away from a house somewhere in, in Yorkshire in the countryside. It was great. I got the bus, me and OOB. And the other two, the Geordie and the girl from Bolton, they drove because they're lazy. And I think in hindsight, it was for the best that they drove because there's a really nice viewing point. Everyone puts it on their Instagram. It's like a big rock and you can stand on top of it and look out on loads of hills and countryside and it's really, really pretty. And I'm a melt for stuff like that, so it was great. But to get there from where the bus dropped us, you had to basically climb all the way up. And so I was thinking, okay, it's it's a good thing that they drove and just drove straight to the top because they would have been a misery to do this with. They really would have. They would have been complaining the whole time and falling over and tripping and slipping and just not worth taking up the hill. So it was fine. I was I was quite pleased we could just meet him at the top. And we had a picnic and it was great. And then we were like, hang on a minute. It's a Sunday afternoon. The buses are going to stop soon. So we were like, oh no, we've, we've really got to go to make sure we get there for the last bus that'll take us back into Leeds proper. And we were we were kind of rushing a bit. And getting up the hill was one thing. But then getting down, in a way, it's kind of harder. Because yes, it's loads of effort to walk up a steep hill. And it's tiring, and it was really sunny and hot, and it's just like... (sighs) But then walking down, you almost have to put in the effort not to just completely tumble down the hill and fall and roll all the way down. Because gravity's pulling you. You're like, no, I don't want to go this fast. And you've got to sort of work against that. And before we did go down the hill, we were like, oh, there's an ice cream van. Let's get ice cream. It's a lovely day. So me and OOB, we had some ice creams, holding them in our hands, in a cone, lovely stuff. And we're like, okay, let's embark on our journey down the hill. And quickly realized that this was going to be more difficult than we thought. Because when you're sort of running down steep hills, you've got to use a lot of well effort, like I said, to stop yourself falling down. There's a risk that you might fall down. When you fall down, the instinct is to fall and put your hands out so you land on your hands, so you don't hurt your face. If I were to do that, 
I would have destroyed my ice cream. It would have been a tragedy. And uh, we were talking about this, and I was like, do you think if I fell, would I throw the ice cream and use my hands to um, fall on, or would I protect the ice cream and just take the fall? And I came to the conclusion that I would probably instinctively, just without even thinking about it, go to protect the ice cream. And we got the chance to put this to the test. There was a really, really steep bit. Like, it was the kind of place you couldn't walk down. It was quite, um, what's the word? I don't know, slippery, I suppose. If you put your foot down somewhere, there was a fairly good chance that the, sort of, the soil underneath would have just crumbled a little bit and you would have tripped. So you have to run down, otherwise you're not getting down. And I was like, oof. <sighs> okay, here we go. Psyching myself up. I ran down the hill. I didn't trip up. I made it to the bottom of the hill. Then when I got to the flat bit, that was when I was like, oh no, this isn't happening, is it? And that was when I slipped. I fell backwards and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Without even thinking about it, my right hand with the ice cream, that went up. My left hand behind me went down. I landed on my left hand. It was, it was quite smooth, actually. It was quite an elegant fall, I have to say. The ice cream remained intact. The ice cream was safe. I was so proud of myself. Yes, I got a bit muddy. Yes, I fell on my hand. Yes, the watch I was wearing is now broken. I don't even know how that happened. It wasn't an expensive watch or anything. It was like a tenner from Argos. But now the straps like snapped off that. So I've sacrificed my watch, sacrificed my balance, but I saved the ice cream and that's all that counts. I have got my priorities in the right order, 100%. Have you got any kind of stories like that? I know it's quite specific. I was walking down a hill with an ice cream, but just in general, when you're faced with, with two choices, maybe a logical choice and a maybe slightly illogical choice, but you're like, you know what? Screw it. I need to get my priorities right. I'm saving the ice cream. Or, I don't know, it's a fire. Do I save my little brother or my PlayStation? That's quite a dark example. Obviously, choose the little brother every time. But, you know, we're talking about that kind of decision, but less life-determining, you know? 07807-183-538. Can you send me a text, please? And tell me when you have got your priorities, I think, straight, but some people might say slightly wrong. Station at wizardradio.co.uk as well. You can send me an email or drop us a message on Facebook. Find us on there, facebook.com slash wizardradio. Like us and tell me a story of when you've had your priorities straight. I'll read a few out after the new one from Lewis Capaldi. And this first is Medusa, good boys, peace of your heart. This is Alec Feldman, the podcast. Have you seen him today? He's been putting in a shift at Greg's. He strikes me as the chap that would like a sausage roll, actually. Lewis Capaldi, hold me while you wait. Before that, Medusa, good boys, peace of your heart. It's Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Hello. Cheers for having us on. Five sauce and BTS before four, all the abbreviations. I was talking about having my priorities straight before when I was running down a large hill, trying not to fall over, slipped, went backwards, protected my ice cream, destroyed my watch. Priorities. And I asked when you had your priorities straight. Christy, it's been on. I was carrying my plate and bowl to the dishwasher after dinner one evening. Yes, I'm a good boy like that. Is Christy a I don't know, never mind. Um, well done. Good house etiquette. Then, says Christy, I slipped and dropped my bowl, which still had a piece of chocolate cake in it. I don't know how this happened, but almost in slow motion, as the bowl dropped, 
I managed to grab onto the cake with my hand and save it from falling on the floor. So yes, the bowl may have smashed, but at least I could stuff my face with a fist of chocolate cake. I can so see that happening in slow motion. Christie's like, no. The bowl hits the floor, just bounces up and shatters into a million pieces. The cake is also flying through the air. Christy grabs it and then straight in the mouth. Shove it down your gob. Why was why was the bowl well, I mean, why was the cake still in the bowl though? Surely if you're taking it to the dishwasher, that means the meal is over. Thus you should already have eaten the chocolate cake. And yet it was still there, almost like you were going to bin it. Surely not. Surely you wouldn't bin a piece of chocolate cake. Not acceptable behavior. Um, you know, the logistics of that story, I have questions, but ultimately that was the right decision. 100% the right call. Screw the bowl, save the cake. You can get a new bowl, but that, that specific piece of cake, that one piece of chocolate cake, that'll never exist again. There'll be other chocolate cakes, sure, but none like that one. So that was the right decision. I, I salute you, well done. Freddy says, we had a fire alarm at school a few months ago. Not a drill, a genuine alarm, because there'd been a fire in the kitchen. This is what you've been preparing for. All those fake fires has all been building up to that. Um, anyway, says Freddy, on the way to the emergency meeting point, I realized we'd be walking past my locker. So very quickly, I opened it and grabbed my phone because, you know, I thought that might be the smart thing to do. Unfortunately, after we got the all clear and were allowed to go back inside, I think just gone a cop. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was a really good last sentence and I don't think fluffed it. All right, pretend that didn't happen. <clears throat> Unfortunately, after we got the all clear and were allowed to go back inside, a teacher confiscated the phone. <laughs> oh, who could have guessed that would happen? <laughs> I covered that up quite nicely, I thought. Wow, look at you being the model student and actually keeping your phone in your locker all day. I don't know anyone that actually does that, so good on you, Fred. Nice one. But also, I, I do enjoy the irony of confiscating it. How do they know? Did they see you? With, did they see you, like, take it out of the locker, clock him like, oh, that Freddy, he's got his phone in his pocket. I won't tell him now, but just you wait. When he comes back inside, I'll be waiting. Ready to take the phone off him that's what i'm thinking that's quite quite a harsh punishment but thank goodness that you're all safe and you all survived the kitchen fire at, at school we all remember where we were when the kitchen caught fire um seriously though i hope everyone was all right <laughs> anyway um the best phenom the christmas lunch this year we were all sat down and my annoying uncle was telling this story not this story. He was telling a story. Not the story I'm reading you right now. My uncle, Beth says, is very expressive when telling stories and moves his hands a lot. Same. Right now, literally whilst reading this, I am moving my hands. You can't see it because it's the radio, but I, I do it all the time. So I relate to your uncle. You gotta, you gotta tell a story with hands, otherwise it's not a story. I saw what was gonna happen. He was swinging his hands and nearly knocked over the Christmas pudding. He knocked the bowl it was in and just as it went flying i managed to grab onto it 
Unfortunately, the fruit salad couldn't be saved. Um, a moment of silence, please, for the fruit salad. Press F to pay respects. There we go. I hope the Christmas pudding wasn't on fire at the time. That would have been a real disaster, including for anyone that tried to stop it from falling on the floor. Just hugging a burning Christmas pudding to their chest. It wouldn't end well. Well, more of the story. Don't be expressive around Christmas puddings and fruit salads. I think that's what we can we can take from this. A valuable life lesson. Okay, this is the new five seconds of summer song now. It is called Easier, playing right here on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, that was five seconds of summer and easier. I'm Alec Feldman. Hi, hope you're good. You know when you're on YouTube um, and you get stuck in a, in a sort of internet rabbit hole and you end up finding some weird clip that you weren't expecting to find. This has... This has happened to me. Um, recently. Alec and I are going to have to work out these issues live on the radio. Yeah, wow, I think what we're going to amazing returning show. You only sent me one clip, Alec, which was the cold opener. There should have been another folder in that folder. There was only one clip in that folder. Are you sure? Yes. Can you please resend me the link? And if it's synced, we'll redo it. Yes. Wow. I must say, the quality of radio that Wizard Radio Station is providing this weekend is second to, to none. It really is second to none. Second to quite a few, really. Yes, absolutely. But you know what? As I said yesterday, when the first half hour of my show completely messed up, what would a Wizard Radio Station show be without a few errors here and there? I know. Well, in, in that folder, there is definitely another folder. Okay, can you please send me that link again? How would you like me to send it to you? I don't... Email. Okay. Or even Skype. Skype will be fine. Skype will be fine. Okay. This is this is great. This is really good. Anyway. As I was saying, I was on YouTube. And I got stuck down a sort of internet rabbit hole, as you do. And you go on one thing, and you click onto another, and you click onto another. And before you know it, I was watching an episode of a TV show from the 80s, which I'd never heard of before. It's like it was a radio show, but they it was on telly and not the radio, but it was still like a radio show in a radio studio and there were guests and it was really weird. And they were talking about fashion specifically in the bit I'd like to play you now. They were talking about piercings. So this is 1989, 30 years ago, on the topic of piercings. And it was... It was another time. It was uh -huh. very interesting. The line of questioning was not not the line of questioning I would use. It's very dated. It hasn't aged well, but it's also quite funny. So um, the first question that this presenter, I'm not going to name him for various reasons. They're still, they're still around now. The first presenter, the question this presenter wanted to know is, is how many holes? Now, how many actual holes, pierced holes, have you got? 46. 46? Yeah. How many won't you show me? Uh, three. Three. Just so you can imagine it, by the way, here, here's this guy in like, well, 80s clothes, big open collared shirt, these massive alley glasses, talking to a woman who does have a lot of piercings, as you heard there, 46, in all sorts of places, but also half a shaved head, but with a ponytail, and that was the only bit of hair that wasn't shaved. 
on her head. And so it's it's quite quite the sight. And he he asks the slightly risque question, <laughs> and how many of those piercings won't you show me? And she says three. And that's that's fair enough. Now, normally, you'd probably leave it there, wouldn't you? Because, well, it's quite obvious where where the three would be. But but no, this guy is like, you know what? To hell with it. I'm actually going to ask. And where are they? My nipples. Right. Yeah. You won't show me your nipples. It's like, oh my god, why? Number one, why would you need to ask for clarification? Obviously, that's where they're going to be. Second of all, you can't ask to see them. That's not okay, mate. That's really that's really not okay. Like, oh, you want to show me No. She answers so quickly. She's like, no, <laughs> not happening. Like, okay. It's it's quite cringeworthy already. But um, it gets worse. Do you do you attract a lot? I mean, do you have a certain kind of person that you attract sexually or, or uh, not? No, not really. My favourite thing here is just how totally not fussed she is. She's just like, who is this idiot? Why is he asking me this stupid question? She's just like, uh, no, not really. Total anticlimax. He's being shown up to be a bit of a fool. Um, and his his weird sort of line of questioning continues with a healthy dose of. 1980s sexism. When you get to 60, Roxanne, I mean, how are you going to feel then when the skin isn't as tight? I'm not being too personal, I hope, but the skin isn't as tight and as firm as it is now. Yeah, again, a really weird question that would never be asked to a bloke, probably. But there you go. Um, but thankfully, he had two other guests. He had a, the Pierce lady that he's talking to. There was a, a so-called fashion expert and another woman that was there who had loads of tattoos. And... As if it was a scripted sitcom, which it wasn't, although I have seen a sitcom very similar to this. I'm wondering whether it was inspired by this. They all just sort of lose patience with him and start laying into him. You've got this obsession, you've got this <clears throat> obsession with this idea of when people get older, yeah. as if it's a big deal. And yeah. this whole Western obsession that people who are older are necessarily this, uglier. Do you know, know what I mean? This. And this whole thing about women yeah. as they get older, they're necessarily ugly because they become wrinkled and things like it's, that. It's, hey, only, it's only our society yeah. that yeah. thinks that yeah. like you're only beautiful to a certain point. I just thought that was worth sharing because it's very cringeworthy, very dated and very funny. How the world has changed. Uh, this is BTS and Halsey now. With Good afternoon. Oh no, wait, where are we? Oh no, I was five minutes ahead of where we actually were, never mind. <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah, still good afternoon. That was B <laughs> that was BTS and Boy With Love um, featuring Halsey. Hi, it's Alec here. This has been a weird show, but it, it's fine. We're 56 minutes in, we'll, we'll get into it soon. It's fine. It's time for Connect Four now. I'll do my big good afternoon after the news, which is in about five minutes. Never mind. Connect Four time now. We haven't done this for a couple of weeks. It's a game where you get given four words chosen at random by flicking through a dictionary and stopping on a certain page. And those four words, those four words are important, okay? Because those are the four words that you need to connect. You connect them, there's four of them. That's why the game's called Connect Four. Hey, clever. And the trouble is, the words, they're usually quite different. They're difficult to connect. You need to be creative in the way you connect them. You need to make up a bit of a story. It can be totally fabricated. It usually is, but they just have to be in there somewhere, anywhere. Make sure it's kind of smooth. Make sure it like fits, but just a story that connects all four of those words. That's what we do in Connect Four, and it's good fun. And then you can send them to me, and we'll read them out at ten to five. 
So let's get the words. Hello, James. Hi, you are ridiculous. How I'm long sorry. have you done Connect 4 for? 4 4? Um, probably about nine months. There we go. How did you forget to do it? I don't know. It's because it's because you said it'll be the news after this, and I was thinking, oh, it's the news now. Well, but it's not. that's not what I said, though, is it? I said it's the news after this. Yeah, yeah, that is what right. I said. Anyway, um, I've got the Oxford Mini School Dictionary here. Should we get flicking? Yeah, let's get flicking. I'm flicking. He's flicking. Wherever I tell him to stop, whatever words on, you know how the words on like the top of the page, whatever word is there, that is what we will use for our Connect Four word. Stop, please. Okay. The first word is complex. Complex, like an inferiority complex. Or Alec Feldman's brain is not very complex. Simple soul. It's very simple. Next word, please. Okay, and I'm flicking. He's flicking. This this very uncomplex soul is going to ask him to stop um, now. Okay, the word is... Fund. Fund? Like Trust Fund Baby, the song by Why Don't We? Yes. Or let's all come together and create a fund to help Alec Feldman's intelligence. It'll take more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, <laughs> next word. Let's flick backwards. Backwards, flicking. Backwards, flicking. Stop right now. Okay, the word is rescue. Rescue, like international rescue, which or is what Thunderbirds do. Like James Gilmore has had to rescue this show twice. No, not like that at all. Okay, and Last final word, one. Please. Yeah, go Flicking. On. Okay. Um, stop. Okay, the word is extra. Extra. Have we had extra before? I don't know. I feel like we have. But well, that's maybe very we extra of you. Hey, and there's your example. Four words then. Complex, fund, rescue, and extra. That's Connect Four this week. Connect them in the most long-winded, rambly, silly way you possibly can and send it to me on 07807 183 538 or an email station at wizardradio.co.uk or a Facebook message as well. Complex, fund, rescue and extra. Connect those four words. We will read out your connections at 10 to 5. Coming up, Calvin Harris and Dua and the new Ed Sheeran Bieber tune. After the news, it's 4 o'clock. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. Calvin and do a one kiss before that Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. I don't care. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Hello. Fletcher, Azar, Billy Eilish, Stormzy. All on the way soon. And now it's time for... Kim jong Rongen or Kim jong Wrighton. It's a Kim Jong-un based true or false quiz. Um, there is There is a context. Uh, we were just discussing this in my house this week for reasons I can't really remember. We went from talking about Brexit to talking about North Korea and OOB pulled up a whole list of facts about North Korea. Well, not facts, things that North Koreans are told about North Korea that are that obviously lies. But they are quite funny. So obviously, Radio Brain goes, oh, this is a true or false quiz right there. 
So, welcome to Kim Jong Rongen or Kim Jong Wrighton. Playing this week, we have producer James Gilmore. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the quiz. How is your North Korean knowledge? You know what? I, I've not scratched up on it for a while, so I'm nervous, but excited. Good. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on this afternoon. Thank you. You are playing for the grand prize of an all-expenses-paid trip to North Korea. Wow, I'm excited for that. Don't make promises you can't keep, Alec. I, I really hope you lose the quiz. Okay. Because that's not legally binding. Well, it is. We've got witnesses. But anyway... Mm. Mm. So, I'm going to read you a fact that is given to the North Korean people. Or okay. is it? You have to tell me whether this is something Wait, they so tell it's them. It's not if it's actually true or false. It's whether uh, the North Korean people have been told this or not. Yes, they're all okay. lies. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. I get it. Um, and so, if... If they are not fed this information as the truth, you say it's Kim Jong Rong. Okay. But if they are, you say it's Kim Jong Righton. Well done. You're really getting the hang of this. Thank you. First up, North Korea is the only country in the world that has its own moon. Is this a lie that the Korean people are fed? Kim Jong Rongen. You think? And do you have any reasoning behind that? Because I think the lies they're being fed are more about, like, how incredible their country is and about, you know, how strong they are, not about how many moons they have. I mean, that's a fair enough reason. You are correct. It was Kim Jong-un. They are not told that North Korea oh, has got a, I've got a new clapping sound effect. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, yay! Woo! Okay. Next one. That was it. No, as in you didn't hear it, but the listeners did. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Of course, does that make yeah. Number two, Kim Jong Un never needs to poo because his digestive system is so advanced. Kim Jong Righton. Why? I just believe that's something they would have been told because I know they're told that their leader, their great leader, should I say, um, is like amazing and better than everybody else. And that would be correct. It is Kim Jong Righton. Although I think they have changed it in recent times because now he is seen wandering around with his own personal toilet wherever he goes. Ah, so, okay. But you can have the point for that. Thank you. So two points. 100% to you so far. Good. Every country in the world celebrates Kim Jong Un's birthday. Kim Jong Righton. Again, justify please. Um, because they're told that they are like the centre of the universe. So that would make sense. Yes, it would. It's Kim Jong Righton. Well done. Yay! His birthday is January the 8th. So maybe next year we can actually do something yeah. for that. Mm, let's get our thinking caps on. Mm. Yes. Next. The hamburger was invented in North Korea in the year 2000. Um, Kim Jong Rongen. Why? Because, because I think, like, they, I feel like the North Koreans had hamburgers before the year two thousand, or they don't have them at all. I feel like it's one of those. Well, I can tell you that you are incorrect. It's actually Kim Jong Righton. Oh, I don't have the... I don't have a bad sound effect. That's a shame. Oh dear. The world famous double bread and meat was apparently invented there in the year 2000. Wow. Well, I've and never anyone... heard of that before. 
Yeah. Anyone who claims to have eaten a hamburger before the year 2000 is obviously thrown in prison. Obviously. Next. Obviously, regular Twitter is blocked in North Korea. Obviously. But when you access Twitter.com in North Korea, you see loads of fake tweets by so-called Westerners expressing love and admiration for Kim Jong-un and the regime. That feels like Kim Jong-un. That would be quite clever, but no. Oh, no! I knew you were going to double bluff me. I was double bluffing. They don't need to go to those lengths because in North Korea, they're told the internet doesn't exist and none of them have computers. Really? Probably. Well, wait, are you spreading a Kim Jong-un or a Kim Jong-un here? They're not allowed the internet. And I have read in places that they're told the internet just doesn't exist. But why would you tell someone something doesn't exist that they don't know exists in the first place? That's like me saying to you, Alec, um, cucumbers don't exist. And, but if you'd never heard of a cucumber, you'd go, why are you saying that? What's a cucumber? And I would say, you'd say it's nothing. It doesn't exist. <laughs> mm. Well, that's one thing I heard. An alternate theory I heard is that they know the internet exists, but they're not allowed it because... They want to protect the reputation of the West. And if everyone saw the internet, they'd be like, oh my God, the West is rubbish. Yeah, I mean, I'm more likely to believe that because the internet does not show our best side. True. Yeah. The okay. last one. I wonder if they've seen the tweet where he says he's going to blow up the rocket man, Donald Trump. Yeah, probably not. Um, yeah. Okay, final one. Last one. The last living woolly mammoth in the world lives in North Korea. Oh. That's difficult. Because why would you lie about that? Why indeed? So, woolly mammoths are extinct, but I know that yes. they brought like one back. And I'm wondering. But was it in North Korea? That's what I'm trying to wonder. I feel like it wasn't. I feel like that's. Uh... That's like a, an American thing or like a Russian thing. So I'm going to say Kim Jong Un. Yeah. That is correct. Fantastic. I feel Woo! like most of their scientific research is dedicated to nukes and stuff. Yeah. All so right. Well, go. I got four out of six, mate. So where's my trip to North Korea? Yes, you did. Um, it is. I'll send it in the post. Oh, thank you. I'll what, send all the, the tickets and stuff. Okay, fantastic. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it's on the way. Good. Perfect. And that was Kim Jong Rongen or Kim Jong Wrighton. Come back same time next week when we won't be playing it again. This is Fletcher. Fletcher, if you're going to lie on Wizard Radio, it's Alec Feldman with you. Cheers for having us on. Azar is coming up and Billy Eilish as well. And don't forget, Connect 4 at 10 to 5. So I think I've been proven right on something. This is another political development. I always, whenever I do a bit of politics chat, I always like to prefer preface it preface it whatever by saying don't fall asleep it's not going to be boring it'll be quick and not that serious if you want serious politics then tomorrow morning get Benji higher on that's not what i do that is not my field of expertise i do do an agree in it but never mind whatever so a lot's been a lot's been going on this week in the uk at least theresa may prime minister she's gone she's off bye bye felicia and there were some European elections. Everyone was like, oh no, we're not going to have European elections. So the European elections that we're not going to have happened on Thursday. They haven't got the results from that yet because 
you're not allowed to count until Sunday because it's happening across like 28 countries. So fair one. And that was on. And a kind of a trend that has developed, basically. I read an article about this and it annoyed me. Loads of really old people are very angry because of this whole Brexit thing. They're like, how dare they not give us what we want? We've had our whole lives getting exactly what we want. And now we're not getting it. And they're getting very angry. And it's like, no, you're old. Your time has passed. It's our go now. Shush, essentially. And just desperately trying to cling on to the world as they want it to be. Oh, and there's also been the whole milkshake thing that's been going off this week. It's all been happening. And again, the way I see it, it's a case of the old declaring war on the young. And so far, the old are winning. Look at look at the Brexit party, right? Nigel Farage and a load of geriatrics in comfy old person chairs and old people's homes with wheel sticks who eat their food through straws, all of them. They are declaring war on anyone under kind of 40. And they're doing a very good job. They're putting up a good fight. Brexit party is predicted to get like 37% or something in those European elections. A year ago, one whole year ago, roughly, I was I was getting on to this and I was saying, no, we need to fight back. And what we did on the show for a little while was a thing called www.party.com. It was a grassroots, ageist, youth-based political party, i.e. a party for the young against the old. And I was like, this is, this is going to be huge. It's going to blow up. It's going to be the next big populist movement. We are going to take them on and win. But what actually happened was we got a great set of policies and, you know, loads of members, i.e. everyone that was listening, you're all members, that counted, and a logo, which was a party hat. And then we didn't really take off. Not much really happened. We didn't get any national media coverage, didn't have any council candidates or European election candidates or anything like that. And so the whole thing kind of fizzled out. It was bitterly disappointing. But you know what? I've been proven right. I think the time for party.com is now. There is a clear need for an ageist, anti-old, pro-young party, and no one is filling that gap. And I think that that should have been us. I'm disappointed it wasn't. But I, I take what's going on and the old rising up against the young as a kind of, of proof, really, that I was right all along. And if anyone wants to take over party.com, um, I think I'm going to have to step down as leader if it's even because if anyone wants to take over and do it for me then go right ahead because we need you but I'm, I'm too busy got radio shows to do but you know what at least I can be safe in the knowledge that I was proven right and I was saying this a year ago and that makes me happier than, than anything else could be because at least I was right and that's all that matters wait no you know what never mind Motivational quotes next. Azar, Swaley, Tuvlo, Diva first. Wizard Radio, that was Azar, Swaley, and Tuvlo with Diva. I'm Alec Feldman. Hi. Six Second Guide is next, which will be this week to Billie Eilish. First, though, I had a job interview this week. I was invited in. And in case you're interested, I was offered the job. Turned it down because, you know, I'm too I'm too good for those guys. Um, but when I was, I was sat in their office looking round and you could just tell it was one of those workplaces that like to be like oh yeah we're not a normal boring office we're a cool office where everyone has fun and everyone's motivated um for example 
I walk in and the first thing I see is two people playing table tennis in a meeting room on a table. I know what a fun workplace that must be. But I was also struck by how many motivational quotes were plastered everywhere. All of the walls, there were posters all over the place. There were cushions with motivational stuff on. It was literally everywhere. Inescapable. And I'll be honest, most of it was a load of nonsense, really. I, I was left alone for a couple of minutes. And I was just like, I need to write this down, a couple of these, because these are so, so ridiculous. They mean nothing. I have to talk about this. There was a massive wall. And on that wall, it said in huge letters, we are geese. What does that mean? We're geese. We can fly. We we follow the leader. I don't know. You shouldn't say boo to us. So many things. It just means nothing. But it was supposed to be like inspirational and motivational. And there was another one next to it. You had we are geese. And then next to we are geese, we had pride and lol. Yeah. You should, you should take pride in your work. And you should have fun at work. You should lol. Pride and lol. What is this? This is trash. This isn't inspirational. This is just cringy and stupid. And nobody is going to see those signs and go, I'm going to work 10% harder now because, uh, well, pride and lol, guys. Pride and lol. We're all geese, you know. Like, what a load of rubbish. Does anyone want to come up with your own totally nonsensical motivational quotes? I'm going to have a go. On the fly. Right now. What could... What could inspire you? How about... We're all just a tire. We need to be inflated. See? Inspiring, right? I, th I thought of that in about 10 seconds. Can you do anything better? 07807183538. Come up with some really rubbish so-called motivational quotes. And maybe, maybe even a speech. If anyone would like to have a go at writing an uplifting motivational speech to i don't know get the listeners to this show through their life then i'd like that as well quote speeches anything goes station at wizardradio.co.uk on the email send us a facebook message as well or like i said 07807 183 538 send us some motivation this way because remember guys we are geese anyway billy eilish is next and I've got some some facts about her to read you. I've made a six second guide. This is all accurate, by the way. I know a lot of the time people aren't sure. They're like, hang on, is that really accurate? Or have you just made that up? No, I've done research. This is factual. This is all correct. I've double checked. So here is some facts about Billie Eilish. Alex, totally accurate. Definitely not made up 60 second guide. Billie Eilish is that weird kid everyone avoided at school because she'd spend all day talking about death and the purposeness purposelessness of our existence she's the person who started an emo phase long before it was cool and continued it long after her favorite color is black and she keeps a snake as a pet her first experiments with music came in the school talent show when she was 12 when she performed an original song called death is all around us a performance described by those present as terrifying and a truly unpleasant experience subsequently she was banned from performing in school talent shows because it scared the younger children Nonetheless, she persevered, taking singing lessons and eventually growing out of the emo phase by about 15. It was then that her songs started to gain traction, having been posted on YouTube to get around the school talent show ban. However, due to the shift key being broken on her laptop, all of the names were in lowercase. This became a distinctive style that she now maintains, 
despite being rich enough to afford a new laptop. And that is Billie Eilish in 60 Seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5. Before that, Billie Eilish, bad guy. I'm Alec Feldman. Thanks for listening this afternoon. Coming up before 5, new Charlie XX and Lizzo song, which is very good. And Jonas Brothers and Connect Four as well. First, motivational quotes. I was at a job interview this week. And on the walls of said workplace, they had loads of inspirational quotes everywhere, including my two favourite ones, Pride and LOL. I know that doesn't make sense, but run with it. And the best one, we are geese. Because we're all geese, really, when you think about it. We, we, we just are. Don't ask me why. We just are. I don't know either. So, are you ready to be pumped are you ready to have your ego and confidence inflated because i have for you right now some motivational quotes let's do it from tom life is like a book Your words are your most important asset. Couldn't agree more. From Carly. Don't be afraid of anything. Even when you die, uh, you don't know it's happening. Yeah, fair enough. From Jess. Live life like the tortoise. Slow and steady and lasts forever. I don't think tortoises are actually immortal, just to say it. Sammy, be as curious as a baby. I, okay, sure, but only if I also get to sleep all day and wear a nappy. From Jordan, you are the rocker. You make your own rules and are unstoppable. I, I don't know what the rocker is, but okay, I'll take your word for it. Tessie, if shreddies are knitted by grannies, your knife should be... Knife? No. <clears throat> Sorry, that's not very motivational. If shreddies are knitted by grannies, your life should be knitted by crocodiles. Again, just doesn't make sense, but perfect. I'm inspired already. Mikey, don't ask what my country can do for me. Ask what can I do for the dogs and the homeless? That is famously what JFK said. Uh, well, he's not here to correct us either way, but even if it's not, so... From Charlotte, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. Oh, well done. That is so motivational. Thank you. That means a lot that you would say that, Charlotte. Thank you very much. Sean says, it doesn't matter how slowly you go as long as you don't stop. Exactly. That's the same attitude I have to drive in. And finally, are you, are you all emotionally prepared for this? This one's from Mara. The devil whispered in my ear, you're not strong enough to withstand the storm. I whispered in his ear, I am the storm. Wow! So inspired. I, I don't know what that means, but I think as a result of this, we are not now all much more prepared to take on the challenges of day-to-day life. I thank you. This is Charlie XCX and Lizzo.
Wizard Radio, Charlie XEX, Lizzo, Blame It On Your Love. It's good, that. I like it. Good song. Hi, I'm Alec Feldman. Thank you for listening. Miles Mikulski's on at five o'clock today with yet another interview. He is killing it with the interviews at the moment, so check out his show from five for that. Now, though, it is time for Connect Four, everybody's favourite connections-based dictionary game thing that happens at 10 to 5 on a Saturday afternoon. Your words this week were complex, fund, rescue, and extra. But how did you get on with connecting them? Let's find out, shall we? Um, up first this week, message from Will. This is Will's connection. You know, sometimes not everything in life is that simple. Sometimes things are actually very complex and they're in the first sentence, maybe the second sentence, it depends how you count an ellipsis, is the first word. Uh, I'm doing my GCSEs at the moment, and before we went on study leave, we bought presents for some of our teachers as a thank you. Even that was not very simple. At first, we had to create a fund, ding, 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 with everyone in the class donating the same amount of money to make it fair. Then we had to decide what to buy. For our science teacher, we bought a giant Toblerone because he loves chocolate. Although, not everyone was in favour of that idea. They thought it was quite extra. Ah. And even then, um, the day we wanted to give him the chocolate, it was really hot. So we had to find a fridge to put it in to rescue it from melting in the heat. Anyway, he loved the present. I mean, who would not love being given a giant Toblerone? They are the greatest. The best thing you can buy from any duty-free anywhere in the world, really. And a very strong effort. I had to work really hard to make sure I was noticing the words as and when they came up. That's how you know it's a good connection, because it's seamless, it's smooth, it reads just like a normal story where the words happen to be slipped in. Ooh, that could be that could be an alternative name for this game, actually. We could call it Slip It In instead, but I think Connect Four is probably more family-friendly. That is the first one. Thank you very much, Will. I'm impressed. I enjoy. Good message. A strong start. Let's move on. Next up, it's Olivia. Olivia's connection sounds like this. One of my friends is so extra. Bingo. Extra. In there already. To start with. She has a pet dog. And one day, she decided to recreate the entirety of Titanic with him. Well, a five-minute version. It was quite funny. She was Rose, and her dog was Jack. The dog tried to rescue her. Rescue from sinking with the Titanic and she synced it to clips from the film for accuracy. It actually looked like quite a complicated edit to be fair to her. Um, anyway, she isn't the most complex mind so she still talks about the video today even though she made it like four years ago. Then again, I've just told you about it so maybe I'm as much the problem as she is. Very nice. Let's see, we've got extra in there. I like that you'd force a dog to recreate Titanic. And the dog would be... Um, is it Leonardo DiCaprio that's in Titanic? Or am I making that up? I think it is. And the dog plays Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, uh, let's see what we've got. Do we have fund in there? Trying to trying to scan. I don't recall. Was fund in there? I can't see fund in there. I think maybe this one slipped through the net, but actually it is invalid. I'm just going to double check. I'm going to read it through line by line. But yeah, I'm pretty sure. No fund. Therefore, Olivia, 
that was a good story. I liked the idea of a dog being on board a recreation of the Titanic, but it is invalid. I also thought um, when she said it was a complicated edit, I was like, hang on, has she got the word wrong here? But no, complex was just in the next sentence. But sadly, invalid. A valiant effort, but sadly not a winner this week. But play again next week and get all the words in this time. It's Connect 4, not Connect 3. Next up, Nathan. Is Nathan able to follow the rules of this game? I hope so. I've had the idea of creating a pool of money, like a, a fund, really, where people put their money in to buy me a new gaming laptop. Almost like an investment. Investing in me getting a new gaming laptop so I can play Fortnite in high resolution. I'm either going to position it as an investment or as an emergency rescue fund. There's rescue. Like when Haiti had the earthquake, but for a gaming laptop for me. In this life, to get the things you want, sometimes you need to go the extra mile to convince those around you that you deserve those things. I know this is a very complex way to get that, but I will get that new gaming laptop one way or another. Uh, let's see, we've got, we've got complex, extra mile we had, um, a rescue fund, and a, yeah, just fund. Fund was in there twice, very good. That's quite cocky when you put the word in twice, but I, I like that, I respect that. Also, one thing I cannot move on without calling out, comparing a sort of a scam fund to get Nathan a new laptop is like the disaster fund for the Haiti earthquake. Really, an earthquake where loads of people died, loads of people were injured, loads of people lost their homes. Yeah, exactly the same as, as Nathan's new laptop. I love that. Only, only a certain type of person can have that level of confidence in themselves and I really respect that in a way so a good connect for entry this week from Nathan is that the last one we have time for I wonder yes it is so now I need to pick my favorite let's think of the three I've I've read out Olivia is disqualified obviously who got whose friend got her dog to recreate Titanic because she dis, um, didn't include the word fund so sorry you're not a winner on Connect 4 this week. So it's between Will's giant Toblerone and Nathan's gaming fund appeal. And I've, I've got to say, I think it's got to be got to be Nathan for a number of reasons. He got the word fund in there multiple times, just really showing off. Reason number one. And he has the level of self-confidence and self-importance to compare his need for a new gaming laptop to a massive natural disaster. So there was only really one option. Well done, Nathan. You win Connect 4 this week. You get no prize, obviously. Um, I forgot to give you like a, a fake, cheap, non-existent prize this week. Just sort of put one on offer. So sorry about that. You can't have anything. But you win. Well done. Commiserations to Olivia and Will. Look, cheers for playing anyway. Do play again next week. So ways you can consume this show in the next seven days. There is a podcast. It's called Alec Feldman, the podcast. You can get that on Spotify, on iTunes on Google Podcasts, on Acast, loads of places that you can listen to that. It's the whole show without the music. I would also like to remind you that a couple of weeks ago, um, I talked about people trying to flog rubbish on their Instagram. Influencers, famous people, such as Bobby from Queer Eye, who was trying to sell toilet paper, or Stephen Gerrard's Magical Water. So just a reminder, if you see something like that, I want to see it. Report it to me. Alec, uh, no, what's, what's my address? Station at wizardradio.co.uk. That's it. Put in the subject. Was it hashtags, hashtag ad police? I think it was.
So send them my way and we can talk about it again in the future. That would be greatly appreciated. And I'm back on Friday with a weekly mixtape. Three o'clock, an hour of throwback tunes from me and Saturday three till five as well. Do come hang out on the radio with me again. Thanks very much. Miles Bacorsi's up next and I'll finish with the Jonas Brothers. Here's cool. Here goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com